Hey. Dude, I love the waiting screen. It makes me feel like we're someone worth waiting for, which we're absolutely not. <laughs> <laughs> You're always worth waiting for, Chuck. Oh, you slut. <laughs> let me let me get drunk first before you try to come on to me. <laughs> I haven't had enough dew yet. Let's <laughs> do this. <laughs> so, for both of you who are watching, hey, there's three people. Oh, one of them might be you. One of them is me. Yeah, just <laughs> in, just in case we actually get a, uh, a any kind of dialogue. Phil, what's up, Phil? Much love, dude. Um, we're gonna talk about Essence House. We're gonna talk about the episode that just came out, EGB. And then we're going to talk about season two and whatever other crazy shit that comes along or that you guys want to talk about. The great thing about talking about EGB is it's a special episode, not connected necessarily to like anything that's coming. I mean, it's very connected, but it's not, it's very spoiler free too. So yeah, if, if you haven't watched any of season one and maybe you haven't even watched EGB, but you don't mind that getting spoiled a little bit, then. Hang out. This is hang out. Please, for the love of God, hang out. <laughs> I can't just talk to Chuck without an audience. That's <laughs> it feels like a big way. way um, our, our story meetings suck because someone always has to be on the background. Like his girlfriend's on the couch every once in a while. She'll <laughs> clap for him and he'll feel better. And <laughs> she's a good cheerleader. She is a good cheerleader. <laughs> um, where do you where do you want to start, homie? Um, well, I guess we could start with, um, like a quick run through of EGB or should we, is it possible to recap season one? Ooh. <laughs> okay. Let me see if I can recap season one. Season one starts with a guy named Tim. He, uh, comes back to his, uh, family plot, which was once a house known as the essence house. It's now a plaza called the Essence Corners. And um, he's there to basically work as uh, a superintendent, uh, taking care of it, taking care of the property and everyone who's, who's working on it and whatnot. He shows up on January 1st, which it just so happens is not only his birthday, but pretty much everyone else in his family's. Weird. He ends up um, taking care of things. And while he's trying to take care of things, one of the things he's told is, do not let anyone go into the woodshed. So while he's walking around, he yeah, tool shed, sorry. He sees, thanks, for by the way, for the help. Uh, he sees that someone's trying to get into the tool shed, chases them down. They take off, and he ends up finding, I think, like their wallet or something. Steph, what's up, homie? Uh, and he finds out that it is uh, his cousin, Tristan, who is trying to break in. He ends up meeting several people trying to track down his, uh, his cousin, including a man by the name of Barnabas. And uh, they end up being of some limited help. Um, he uh, tracks down his cousin eventually. They uh, and his cousin is way into all of these. Miss Stephanie, his his cousin is way into all of this uh, kind of conspiracy theory sort of stuff, talking about the deaths of uh, um, uh, the deaths of their family. I love you too, Steph. Thank you, and all that kind of crazy stuff. So finally, he's like, uh, and and Eric needs some love too, by the way. Wherever the fuck he is, <laughs> they don't have um, to love me. <laughs> so I'm not as uh, they, end up, <laughs> <laughs> they end up going into the shed. They find out that the shed is actually um, like an entranceway into what used to be the house. But when they go back up into what would have been the house and should just be a plot of land, they find the house there. And so Tristan then explains that you're able to use the house to effectively time travel. And he wants to time travel to see his mother and to try to save her life. So he, thank you guys. He appreciates that. So the two of them end up going back to 1995. They try to save um, uh, the family members only to find out that they showed up too late. Uh, er, er, um, Tim ends up getting uh, really sick. He's not sure why, they're stuck there for months as he's in the hospital. Um, while there, 
Uh, Tristan meets a woman by the a nurse who helps out by the name of Jessica. Jessica uh, is very helpful, and she uh, he basically ends up confiding in her, telling her uh, exactly what's going on because he just has no one else to trust. She ends up helping break uh, Tim out of the hospital. They take him to Essence House, and they're able to get back to 2020. Um, when that happens, uh, they get out, and they find at the top of the stairs their Uncle Rick, who's basically the man in charge of the property, and Jessica, barely looking a day older. Um, so they don't know what the hell is going on. They're kicked off the property. Tim is fired, which is probably the shortest job he's ever had. Um, they end up going to visit his sister. His sister ends up telling them that there's another way into the house and gives her this awesome walking stick, which um, supposedly can help them time travel. And that's when we find out that their grandfather used to take them around all the time. By the way, their grandfather has been dead since 1972, and yet somehow both of them have memories of him being around when they were kids. Yes, Eric is more awesome than Chuck. I'm just more popular. Um, also, what so up, <laughs> <laughs> I love you. We love you, too. Um, so then they end up going. Uh, they, they get the staff. Um, uh, let's just jump over a bunch of things. They get the staff. They um, try to uh, they try to fix everything, and they meet up with uh, Barnabas, who basically ends up explaining to them exact you know a lot more of what's going on, or at least as much as he's able to tell them at the time. So they end up finding out about this place called the Maison du or le Musée du Essence, which is a museum of time travel that's in Switzerland. And supposedly it has some tie to what's going on. So he calls them. They're going to come meet. They come and meet with uh, Tim and Tristan. And they basically uh, get our heroes at gunpoint and um, tell them that they're taking the uh, place. Or actually, they're taking the stone that is inside the bottom of uh, the Essence House, which supposedly is where the, the time-traveling anomaly comes from. They take the stone. Hmm? The cornerstone, yes. They take the stone, and while they do that, there's this big, huge fight. Um, Rick goes completely fucking waste Hulk, which I haven't even explained waste yet, but whatever. He goes, he goes time travel, waste Hulk. It's very fucked up, so this is all stuff that you should really want to learn about and check out. He ends up killing a bunch of them, um, but he takes a bullet, as does Tristan. Tim runs, rescues uh, um, Rick, who has now unhulked, um, and takes him into the basement and locks them inside there. Um, Barnabas shows up, picks up Tristan and Jessica, and they get the heck out of there to take care of Tristan. And at the very end of the season, Tristan or Tim tries to open the door only to find nothing but white light. There is no longer a home or anything for him to enter, and he is stuck there with his dying uncle. That's the end of season one. Wow. That was almost in one breath. That's impressive. I know, right? <laughs> that, that, that's all of that is good blowjob skills and being, and being, oh yeah, that's right. We're supposed to be PG, aren't we? And, you know, we're alive, Chuck. <laughs> and also my uh, one minute reviews. Oh, uh, yeah. So that helps a lot. <laughs> awesome. So, um, EGB is the special episode that launched, I think, last week, right? Or was it the week before? Okay, last week. Um, and that actually, in the first episode of Essence House, there's a note at the very end. Um, there's a text message that comes through that's mysterious from an EGB. And so the EGB kind of carries through up until uh, later in the season when we discover that EGB is Barnabas who is the leader of the Essence Guard. Spoiler alert. Um, I mean, if they weren't spoiled already, fuck. <laughs> yeah, I guess you just ran through the entire series. But it's definitely worth listening to. Yes. <laughs> Chuck did a good job for what he did. And and there's an awful lot missing, obviously. like, um, how, how long is the whole series? Like an hour and a half right now? Two hours? Without no. 1995. No, it's like um, it's 
like four hours or something. It's, it's, really? Uh, well, it's 10, it's 10, 20 minute episodes, roughly. That'd be yeah. Plus uh, CGB. So yeah, okay. You got some time to put in. Yeah. It's worth it. So um, EGB is basically the origin story for our old man Barnabas. And uh, that was an awesome story. Like, I just listened to it yesterday on a drive, and I hadn't listened to it in, I don't know, over a month, because we've had that one on the line for a bit. That, that one was crazy to write. Because as I'm writing it, we had it blocked out so well. And so I remember um, talking with Jess, um, and I was like, yeah, I'm hoping to have it done in the next day or so. And she's like, oh, okay, cool. And so I started writing, and I finished one scene. And as I finished one scene, I'm like, ooh, I'm excited for this next one. And so I'd move into the next one. And then as I finished that, I'm like, ooh, I'm excited for the next one. And suddenly it was, I believe it was like 3.16 in the morning or something stupid like that. And I was like, oh, shit, I'm done. So I sent it off to you, and I was like, all right, I'm done this fucking thing. I'm not editing it. I'm not doing anything else. I'm going to sleep. <laughs> and there's, um, there's a really sad moment in there. And I, I remember when I, was, uh, I, when I was in high school and just leaving high school my, in my very early 20s, I was – really interested in becoming an actor. And I loved the idea of method actors, someone who would just completely get into their shit. And so in the really sad moment where if you listen to EGB, you'll know what I'm talking about. I imagine myself in a very similar situation. And so I'm writing and I'm fucking crying like a baby. I'm just like, <laughs> and I'm just, and what is being said, a lot of it is coming from what I would want to say and what I assume uh, my my mother would say. And so it just kind of came very sort of organically. And it just, it came from a real place. And I, I find that that um, can be really helpful. Yeah, I think we have, uh, throughout the first season, we have a handful of like emotional beats. And I think yeah. that this one is up there, like at the top of all those. Um, and I love that we, I mean, it's, it's one, in one episode, we have a, some great action kicking it off. We have some great tears at the, towards the end. Um, just some cool, rich characters introduced. Um, we, we get espionage. We get twists. We get massive teasers. Like, I think yeah. what's going to be great about this is as we move forward through season two, people are going to, uh, yeah, you might have seen me on Friends. I, I did a little bit part. His name is Joey. I don't know. You blink and you miss it. Um, but um, if you uh, <clears throat> if uh, what the fuck was I even saying? Espionage. Yeah, whatever. Anyways, it's great. <laughs> don't read the comments, Chuck. <laughs> no, hey. Uh I know what will help. <laughs> also, the, there was a great, like, if you, if it was the first Essence House thing you checked out, like, you got an idea of what the Essence was about, and um, it's, it's Roland's biggest um, part in the series so far. You got to kind of see what Roland was like. And I, I think that's what's fun about this one is that we did get to meet Barnabas, but obviously it's a different Barnabas. He's much older and much wiser, but we get to really find Barnabas and we get to meet Roland, who is a major character through the series that you really get what, like half a page, like just a, a minute or so with in the beginning of episode six. Like that's about all you get from him. Right. There's mentions of him, but never like that's, that's his, his scene. So that was, that was fun. Yeah. And I remember what I was going to say. I was talking about how as you're going through season two, you're going to be able to go back to EGB and go, 
oh, cool. They were talking about this. Sh- oh, man. Now I know why this matters and why that's important. So, yeah. yeah. Really, Roland said some things that come back for sure. Yep. And I love it because you still, like, they, they don't really stand out when he says them. Like, so, like, you'll, you'll catch it later. But if you never listen to another Essence House thing, it was still good. And it still all worked. It, it's funny. I don't know if you've noticed this. And, and I'm sure that you have a different take on it because you, you've been talking to me before about how you mostly do comics. But, of course, you also did uh, – you have your novel for, for Blister. But I had several people be like, oh, man, so, uh, you know, I see what you're doing there. You're doing all these podcasts and stuff, and you're really trying to – and I'm like, okay, I have the one. <laughs> and uh, we're doing all right, but, you know, we're, we're not exactly taking over the world. So it's so funny what people see. And the reality of it, like, I love what we're doing. Yeah, What we're doing is really cool. How did I blow your eardrums out? Maybe you just have the volume up to that. <laughs> um, uh, I find that, um, you know, maybe people, like, they have some misconceptions or whatever, but it's like, we're, we're, doing, we're doing all right, but we're not changing the world just yet. <laughs> but it's, it's, I mean, like, in comics, you don't get to put out new content every other week, unless you're doing a web comic. But then in that case, you're still not putting out as much content. Like every other week, it's, it's a lot of content. I mean, we basically, we've, we've talked about it in the past, but we've basically put out now like 11 comic books worth of material in the last seven months. Yeah, no, it's true. I mean, all of them are 20 minute listens. Uh, that's more, you know, around some are a little bit less and, a good chunk of them or more. And uh, yeah, I mean, there's, there's a lot there. So if you think a comic book, a lot of people read a comic book in like five to 10 minutes. Right. So that's like a whole two years of comics, almost like 24 issues. Right. It's, it's made for really cool. I mean, like I, this is something I would never want to do as a comic. It was just, it would just be, yeah. it would be all you could ever do and <laughs> take years. I, I think it, I don't believe that it would um, it would stick as well either because of the, the story and whatnot. I feel like we really did um, we really did figure out the right medium for this and and really ride that. And we knew from the beginning that this was not a comic book. Yeah, one thing with um, writing and um, like writing audio or something you're actually physically reading and not having the visual element is you can pick and choose what the audience is seeing. So you can, you can drop hints and things that you couldn't drop so much so well if they're seeing everything that's going on around them, you know? Yeah. That's been kind of interesting. They're telling me not to look at the comments. So I'm totally looking in the comments. <laughs> yeah. A bunch of dicks. <laughs> um, this, this episode was also, I think, like you mentioned, it was something that we plotted out really well. I think that was a cool writing session. I don't think we even intended to necessarily do it like that that day, but it just kind of flowed. Yeah, I would say we actually, what's funny is that um, initially the idea was that we were going to go back and forth. And I think it's because um, we're both kind of passive dudes. And so neither of us necessarily wanted to, to take the reins, even though we were both excited to tell the story. Yeah. And so uh, it was, I believe it was around a time where you were super busy and you're like, dude, I'm sorry. I can't, um, I can't do it right now. And I was like, all right, cool. Yeah. If you don't mind, I'll jump on it. And you're like, yeah, yeah, no, go ahead. But we plotted it out so hardcore because we had to be able to play off the other guy because we had, we were basically like, I remember I started, I wrote a little bit and then I was like, okay, I might jump back on, or if you jump on first, fine. Yeah. And when you didn't, I just kept going. And so that's what it turned into. Yeah, we had, that was, that was a good night of writing. Like when we did that, the, like the twist started coming out and the, like, I remember I hesitated to, um, to add in the emotional thing that happens at the end. We almost stopped short of that even. And, I remember like 
I almost said it. And then I was like, yeah. And then you were like, what? And I was like, well, how about this? And then we were like, whoa, let's do it. Yeah. And, and I feel like that really, it adds so much depth to all of it. And it, it makes the, the punch at the end so much stronger. Um, and it also, it kind of gives it like a full arc. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? He, um, Barnabas is able to sort of get sort of a, almost like a redemption mm-hmm. for himself. Yeah. And uh, not necessarily that he needed it. It turns out that Barnabas is actually a really good dude. Um, he's made a mistake here and there, Rick. Uh, <laughs> but, you know, um, a lot of those are accidental. And just because he wanted to do the right thing. But, you know, and it was neat to be able to play uh, in Vietnam. Yeah. I have a lot of buddies at the bar I used to work at who were Vietnam vets. And so being able to kind of talk to them and, and sort of get a feel like, and I mean, it wasn't even that I was like, Hey, I'm, I'm writing something that happens in Vietnam. It was like, no, I've had so many cool conversations with these guys that I have a very cool feel or sorry, not cool, but I have a very good idea of what they went through when they came back. Yeah. Yeah. yeah that was fun too. Um, like since it was a, separate story from the rest of the seasons i um when starting out the episode i picked some new music that was a little more like of that era and that was kind of fun too yeah <laughs> it needed some ccr so bad if only we had the license <laughs> well, yeah. i mean you talked about uh grace slick and stuff and i was like yeah. oh man i can't really do that <laughs> i could if we wanted it flagged and yanked <laughs> <laughs> Kyron is so right. I don't think anyone has ever said that before. It was neat to play in Vietnam. Yeah, I'm 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 probably alone in that feeling and and that's okay. But it it was um and funny enough I am kind of passive. I like to get things done and and I like to to help out, but I I never want to feel like I'm in control. I I just especially when like with what we're doing here uh, Eric and I, there is no leader necessarily. It's a lot of passing the oh, torch. And so, my leadership. <laughs> <laughs> things a little bit, Chuck, but. <laughs> okay, fair enough. <laughs> we'll I, talk about this later. Right, right. Uh oh, I think I just lost my paycheck. Shit. <laughs> uh, no, it's been very, um, like, we, we have a back and forth and. We don't really have like disagreements. We just have um, moments where we have to come to a a creative. Um, I don't know. We just have to kind of mesh and uh, compromise on some things. But it's not even like it's not. It doesn't feel like a compromise. It's just the back and forth makes it better. Well, and I think I don't think there's ever been a time where somebody felt like they had to fight for their idea. I think it's usually like someone will will say an idea, and the other one will be like. I don't know. And they'll be like, I get it. Like, let's keep playing. Like, I, it doesn't feel, doesn't feel perfect either. The yeah. only time where we ever fuck with the other guy is when, and we've both done this, we're writing and we're like, Ooh, I'm going to add this thing and not fucking tell him. Yeah. <laughs> I, I remember that hardcore when it came to the, the walking stick. The, the walking stick is my favorite because <laughs> And we both, you said it first, but I totally agree with you. If you pitched it, yeah, it would have been on the cutting room floor. Nope, that's a dumb idea. I was writing but it. And I was like, I was like, this is a big, this is a big deal. I should talk to Chuck about it. And then I was like, Chuck will tell me not to do it. He won't like it at all because I don't know how I could explain it where it actually sounds like it would work. So <laughs> I just wrote it into the story and saw what you had to say about it and. Ask for forgiveness. Don't ask for permission. I like also in that episode, I used it to fix what could have been a continuity error. And I remember specifically Wendy um, was partly reading through it. Um, you had told me. And um, she caught the continuity error before she, she got to the walking stick part. And the walking stick kind of fixed that like right within the story. <laughs> you had to say like, oh, keep reading. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> don't worry we got this one we got this one yeah so, yeah. That, that. Now, and it's funny because in time travel 
that's another thing where you feel like you have to have your pins all together and you have to know. And what was really neat is when you made the 1995 piece. And for those of you guys who don't know about 1995, um, a lot of the action ends up taking place early on in 1995 because that's when one of the major incidents has happened that basically sparked all of this stuff. And so the guys go back there, which first off was kind of cool. No one goes back in time tonight to the nineties, but you know, what's crazy. And I, we talked about it before in our after shows, but our after shows only have like four, four people watching them. So we can talk about it again. Um, like 199, like it's two, it's 2020, 1995 was 25 years ago. Like that's, yeah. I mean, like back to the future <laughs> went from what? 85 to 55 55 like that's almost the same amount of time it's only five years yep. so it's nobody there isn't really stories that go back to the 90s but it's really the same time frame as they've used in the biggest stories it's so true no it really is um yeah man it just and 1995 is so cool because you can see how how finely tuned we were and how well we got it because there's moments that actually overlap um, where you have multiple people in the same time in completely different episodes and we still got it down really well. I remember writing one of those where I had to be like, uh, <laughs> thank you, Kyron. We appreciate that. But where I was literally writing one episode while listening to the other one so I could make sure that all the beats matched up. Yeah, that was also uh, when I put together the 1995 episode, um, which I guess you started to talk about it, but that episode takes all of those scenes and gets like, so it's like an hour chunk of time. Um, and when I was working on that, there was um, specifically, well, there are two scenes specifically where there was so much back and forth between two episodes. Like it was really, it was hard to know what to use and what not to. And um, yeah. like at the bar, when Tim was getting sick, like the overlap kind of tells you what's actually going on at the time that's, that's making him sick. Um, and then the point where the little girl uh, falls off the bike, like those two parts were like, it was, it was a lot of decision-making there. That was not too easy, but. It worked yeah. out. <laughs> and, well, and I remember when you wrote that, I was like, what happened there? And you were like, I don't know. We'll figure it out. And I'm yeah. like, Oh, okay. I get, because I've just, I'm super into continuity and stuff. That was like a bee in my bonnet, a bug up my ass. I was like, at some point I have to play with that. Like if he doesn't do it, <laughs> I'm jumping on. And so I remember, uh, I think that was episode seven. Yeah. Cause it was right after the walking sick, which was six. And I was like, I'm not even going to ask him. I'm going to go fix it. And that so awesome. that was another time where I, I had like a general idea. I had like a general idea of what it was, but like nothing like concrete. And you didn't go anywhere near my general idea. And <laughs> I loved it. Like when I read it, I was like, this is brilliant. <laughs> <laughs> I, and I'm really glad you never told me because that would have affected it. Like I'm sure you're, you, you've got great ideas. I'm sure it would have been a great idea. But um, I was just like, oh, no, I, I think I know what I'm going to do here. Fuck it. I like that because I like, I'll, I'll write stuff sometimes where I know I'm going to use it and I have general idea of what I could use it for, but I just leave it open for use later. There's even still one thing in season one that wasn't resolved that I am using it in season two, right? I mean, it's small, but it's a fun callback and I like to throw those things out there, but you do hate that. So <laughs> But we we knew that we were gonna play with that one later. Yeah. Like we had we had said that originally, and then it kind of get left by the wayside, and we were there was no good point where we were like, now let's do it now. And then as we got to the end, it was like, hey, what if we do it at this? Because what a lot of people also don't understand is <clears throat> we had the first season plotted out, but then we also kind of had the second season, uh, sort of coalescing as we went too. So by the time we were done season one, season two was already starting to come into view, especially the first half. Yeah, I want to say like 
basically six episodes worth were all pretty well. We knew what they needed to be in the first like five, and then maybe the last one we had a pretty good, fair idea of. And then, yep. and then there's always like like when we were writing season one, when I wrote um, was it episode four when they go to ninety five, right? Yeah, yeah. Um, when I wrote that one, that was intended to be the start and finish of the trip to ninety five. But I got halfway through that trip, and then I was like, "I I got to stop because we, we're hitting the the word mark. We're going over the wood, word mark there, and we're hitting the twenty minutes." And so then I had to pass that off to Chuck and say, "Chuck, bring them home." Yeah, <laughs> and so and, and we I, have to leave game like, room for that. I remember seeing that, and I was like, "Okay, you know what? You actually ended at a good spot. Makes sense. Don't know what we'll do, but I have an idea." And you brought in a great character. Yeah, which has been really good, actually, for the series. It was um, I didn't realize at the time how much we having having another per, another voice and another figure, and then being able to really play with the character of Jessica has been really interesting. Yeah. Even hold on. <laughs> um, <laughs> I don't know. Do we, want to, do we want to talk about? Uh, do we have any questions? Anybody that's watched it? I haven't heard any. Wendy, do you have any questions? I'm still laughing at the milkshake or whatever the hell that was. That was somebody's motorcycle. <laughs> okay. It sounded like somebody got a milkshake and just went, <laughs> went and just bubbled into it. You've got kids. You know what it's like. Wendy, do you have any questions? Nothing? No. How you, but you listen to EGB, right? That, that's right. So what was your thoughts on EGB? It, yeah. Well, Katrina says she's not listening uh, till tomorrow. Yeah, no, uh, Phil, don't ask. Um, yeah, well, I mean, you don't have to listen till tomorrow, and that's why we're being fairly unspoilery. Um, came in after we talked about after we gave spoilers, maybe. So, yeah, <laughs> but we actually we've been, we've been pretty good about spoilers. Well, I mean, we I, I wrecked season one. Like, well, yeah, but I, as far as EGB goes, yeah, we're good. <laughs> yeah, yeah, talking about Roland and showing off. Um, Barnabas's life has probably was probably my favorite part of, of of that and what we had all set up for that and everything. I think it came out, and of course we we got to play with twists, which is my that's my thing. Somebody was recently asking, they said, "What is your uh, what would you call your writing style?" And I said, I thought about it for a minute, and I said, "Comedic head trippy," <laughs> and. I, I just, I love making you laugh, but I also want to screw with you a little bit and really make people go, whoa. And so in the first like five minutes of, um, of EGB, we really kind of play with your head and make you think one thing. And then suddenly you realize it's completely different. You know, what I like too um, is that, like we said, this is like the second time that Roland's been actually in the story and like both times, um, He's been very warm and compassionate. And, um, but then like, when you look at like Roland and the rest, like when he's not actually in the story, like he essentially sends a chunk of his family off to their deaths. Like there's, I mean, like. He has to make some very difficult decisions. Yeah. And that's when he said, he has reasons. I'm like, yeah. Now it's up to Eric and I to show those reasons. <laughs> At least they're all. Uh, that part is actually planned. <laughs> yes. Um, do we have any teasers? Especially as someone who has finished working on episode one, do you have any teasers for season two? I think uh, one thing that I like about the season two um, premiere is that. By the end of season, the by the end of that episode, you know where everyone is at, like all the main characters. You know, like we didn't really leave 
maybe not everybody, but everybody that's important that you've been following, um, like has a moment or an update. Um, also, it like the characters that you see a lot of are in like completely new situations um, compared to the first season. Like, kind of bounces between two scenes, sort of, and both of those have characters in very different positions. Yeah, you know, and I that was exactly where my head went. Because usually when we have an episode, it's from one main point of view. Usually it's either Tim or Tristan, and we're just going there. And this time, because Tim and Tristan aren't together, it was two very different points of view. And had we stuck with that, it would mean that if there's people who are really excited about, like, let's say we focus on Tim, if there's people who are really excited about Tristan and Jessica, then they're going to be left in the lurch. If there's people who are really excited about Tim, about, um, uh, about Tim and we focus on them, then, you know, like it just, no matter what we were going to lose. So instead you were like, let's do both. <laughs> let's yeah. like, and then because there, will, there will be points in the season uh, where we go back to that idea and we focus on, on one or the other. And it's like, you're right. leaving people in the lurch. Yeah. Like, I mean, sometimes that's fun to do, but there's times like, I know that there's like the walking dead for one show is like a show that'll do that. And it's frustrating as hell. Like, I'm like, what's, the, where's, what's going on with the main group? What's going on with this guy? What's going on? It'd be like weeks before you get anywhere. And like coming off of, uh, I mean, it's been like, what was, was May our last episode. So by the time it starts again next month, we're coming off of three months um, waiting on the story. And I just feel like it's, just right to let people get catch up and know where everybody's at and yeah, um, kind of revisit the stakes and which changed throughout the season, the first season. Yeah. Like, I don't think you really, yeah, they did change. <laughs> there was totally different stakes in the first half. And I think they're going to change throughout as well. Yeah. Um, what you guys think, you know, you don't. Yeah. And so, yeah, there's, there's a lot going on. And uh, we, funny, we see our heroes in uh, a very different light as well, and in a different way. Yeah. Yeah. No, I I love what you did, and not to to crank you too hard, but I, I I enjoyed that first episode of season two. I think people are gonna really like it, especially if you've been uh, if you're all caught up and you've been waiting for that. It's gonna be. Uh, it's going to be one that you're you're definitely going to want to listen to, and hopefully that keeps you through all the way to the end. Yeah, I think um, I'm excited for it. There's it's there's a lot of cool stuff coming up. It it feels nice to be back on the train again. It does you know, to to have it happening again. I remember like because I'm you and I are both working on separate things. You're hardcore into Blister right now. I'm hardcore working on Belial. And I was talking with my, my partner, Sean, who's my partner on Belial. And he was like, uh, he said, I, I, you know, we really got to get this stuff out because I know that you're all about Essence House coming up. And I was like, you know, I mean, I'm really excited about Essence House, but they're, they're both going to get their time. Right. And it's the same with what, what's going on with you. You know, we're just doing what we can to make sure that the other project gets, gets its love too. So I think, um, I think Essence House will not be, overlooked i think it's gonna be uh we're we're too excited to finish this yeah and we both have, i think we both have different reasons for finishing anyway. <laughs> well my, mine is i want to finally be an author oh yeah, so yeah. I, I want the novel like that's that's humongous for me to finally because and i mean you said it too um when your parents saw the blister book they're like oh you got something published that's amazing you're like I have a shit ton of comics published. Yeah. What the hell are you talking about? Make a big difference. Like Katrina's in our chat right now, and she just put out a book that I did some artwork on, and people got way more excited about Katrina's book than they ever get about my comic books. Like right? as far as family and friends go, like does the novels, right or wrong, they have a, they have their, their there's a hierarchy. It, 
it's like there's a legitimacy that comes with writing a novel. And you're like, okay. I mean, like I said before, people are all impressed that we're doing this podcast. And for the two of us, we're just like, it's just felt like something cool that we both wanted to explore. And, and we were actually finding that trying to write just the straight novel, we were kind of spinning our tires a little bit. Yeah. And so when it went to this format, it just came out so much cleaner. Yeah. The, like the reason I ever brought up the, um, the audiobook podcast idea was because when I wrote blister, which was in 2015, I was actually doing monthly um, live readings of my stories, like at a venue. And that made me, that gave me a urgency every month to get this, this story written so that I could get it together into a book. And it was, it was cool. Like it gave me, it gave some urgency to it. And um, yeah, just a series of deadlines. And so I kind of saw this, format as a way to get the book done yeah and Which just, when we finally oh go ahead no i just i i also finally was i for the longest time i couldn't get into audiobooks like i had a lot of trouble with that and finally in the last few years i've been like i've been an off and on member of audible and i'm so listening to those kind of got me excited to do something with that i i didn't know what to think but when I finally heard it all come together, I was like, Oh, this is cool. This is a really neat idea. Like I'm, you know, I mean, I'm just kind of game for anything, you know, someone's like, Hey, I got this cool idea. All right, let's, let's do it. it was do you even know what's going on? No, but I'll figure it out along the way. And once I heard that first episode, I was like, Ooh, okay. That's what's up. All right. I, I can do that. That's fun. Yeah. It was, it was a fun experience. Like, um, akin to doing like a TV show, like just it's, it's a way different experience than anything else. It's funny. I've seen a lot of actors talking about working on TV shows and they talk about how exhausting it can be. And I gotta say, I feel it. Yeah. Like you're, you know, when you work on a comic book, you're usually working on it for a fair amount, especially in Indies, you're working on it for a fair amount of time and you really get to kind of develop it. And even as you're working on it, you're moving on to other things and whatnot. Like, while this one is in art, I can write the next one or edit somebody else's. Like, you can always move around. But with t with TV or with this podcast, you're like, this one. Now that one. Yeah. Now that one. Now that one. And it's like, there's no time to breathe. You're moving on to the next one. Like, yeah. There was at least one week where we got the episode back from our voiceover guy the day before. And I had to rush through and get the sound effects in. To get it out the next day, and um, there was, was time, <laughs> there was a time, there was a time where we were like two episodes ahead. Like we were back and forth on that a few times, um, and then like yeah, yeah by the end EGB, of the like, EGB yeah. was written like what two months ago. Yeah, that one was. I had the editing and everything done on that months ago. Yeah, so that was that was nice, but yeah. Now, for the people out there who might be interested, who are caught up, or who want to get caught up quick, I'm talking to you. When are we dropping the next? Because uh, because we're not doing the Patreon anymore. We're right. just going straight live. So when can they expect the next episode? So um, I haven't actually looked at the calendar in a bit. Now that I've looked at it, August 12th is only two weeks from this Wednesday. Wow. Somebody has to start getting working on too. <laughs> <laughs> I'm glad that's your problem. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Crap. <laughs> no, but I'm excited about that. It's I'm, we'll get it off to Rick soon and to Rick. I thought it's Mike. Mike. Yeah, Rick's the monster. Mike, if you're—he's <laughs> the monster. <laughs> Mike, if you're watching this, we apologize. Luckily, I'm pretty sure Mike. We actually got to interview him. That was fun. That was. He's a good dude, and he's yeah, crazy talented, and and he likes what we do, which is fun too. Like it's not did, just a job. 
Did we ever get those episodes up on uh, YouTube for people to check out? You know what? They're up. I just got to unlock them. So okay. I, should, uh, I should do that in the next couple of weeks. But yeah. Well, get them when you get them. <laughs> Maybe we can do a, uh, a watch party. Just oh, that'd be fun. Chat with people for 10 hours. <laughs> they're all like an hour. They're all an hour long. Oh, yeah. Oh, man. <laughs> Maybe we won't do that. <laughs> or we could just turn on a watch party and walk away and just be like, watch it. But don't comment because we're not talking back to you. Yeah. <laughs> um, so since we're pretty much winding down, do you uh, – <laughs> you don't have to leave, Katrina. Um, is there anything that you've got coming up soon that people need to keep an eye on? Um, well, um, I'm like knee-deep in blister right now. Um, I don't have a release date set for it or anything like that, but I'm making a lot of progress as I'm working. Um, I'm doing video updates on that, and I've actually been doing a – I started last week an animated series of um, album reviews. That's been a lot of fun. Um, I, I love those album reviews. Yeah. There's so much. Yeah, because they're like – they're not even a minute long. I just – I love them so much, and and – Everyone, I, I, well, I think I only heard the one so far, but when I hear them and I'm just like, yeah, okay, I almost want to check out that album. And like, I have no idea, you know, what it would sound like. I didn't even know the band. Yeah. Who was that? Uh, was it Leviathan? Lawrence Arms. That was the first one that I did. Um, yeah, they're, they're a Chicago band, but they're, they're pretty, pretty good. Um, pretty well recognized in like the punk stuff uh, but yeah the i've got a few of those done now because i this week is like a crazy busy week for me i just got back from being out of town and i'm heading back out of town in a couple days uh doing some freelance video work so i went ahead and like pumped out a few of those and scheduled them um so i think one comes out on wednesday um and those they're pretty effective like the first one i posted through Twitter, I got like 50 new followers like um, in the past half week or whatever just from posting that video. Um, wow. So that was pretty nice. Did you tag the band? Yeah. The band never did anything for me, but some of their fans found Come on, it. Lawrence Arms. No <laughs> one's even talking about you guys. <laughs> Dude, this guy's making you relevant. What the hell are you doing? Right. <laughs> um. So yeah, that's uh like Blister is pretty much it. If anybody wants to check out Blister, it's blisterpunk.com or um, search for it or me and generally it'll come up. Um, how about you? Uh, Belial is my big one. Um, I didn't tell you that we're planning on kickstarting in October, but the aim is that we're kickstarting in October. Just don't tell Sean I told you that. Um, <laughs> But that that's the aim. I mean, come on, it's a hell book. October, it's perfect. Yeah. Um, honestly, I was frightened to work on this book because I was so happy with the first one. And the idea for the second one just wasn't there yet. And Sean was such a huge help. And honestly, um, Wendy, Wendy, my, my wife is actually our editor, and she was saying, man, it's it's so much funnier than the first one. Um, I really, we really leaned into the comedy and really, um, we're working super hard to make this, um, a series that people are really excited about. I think it can really, it can really do some damage. So pretty excited about that one. That's going to be big. And of course, you know, Chucky's always editing and he's got other stuff. Um, it looks like welcome to the void might be coming early in, um, don't tell Sean Katrina, damn it. <laughs> You are, yeah, you got to send you a fucking pie um, <laughs> <laughs> just to shut you up. Um, but, uh, yeah, Welcome to the Void, I think, is uh, probably going to come early next year, and then we should be back into that, too. So, yeah, man, things things are coming together. Yeah, that's awesome. Uh, and I guess we haven't really mentioned it, but, I mean, if 
right now we sh like what you're watching is being broadcast from the Essence House um, Facebook page, so you can find Essence House there. Uh, also, all of the episodes are on every podcast network. Basically, I was going to start to list them, but just go to a podcast network and search for it. Then, if you don't find it there, go to iTunes. Yeah. <laughs> if if you guys have watched it, I would love it if you went to. There's a site called Podchaser. And they do, they allow for reviews and ratings and all that kind of stuff. And I'm not, I'm never going to be that guy who says, give me a five rating, blah, blah, blah. Ah, dude, be honest. I would love it if you guys went on there, give us an honest rating and review and, and told someone about us because um, I think this is a really good story, a really good series. It's a lot of fun. And if you like season one, season two is going to punch that much harder. Yeah, it is. Oh, and we are 101 listens away from the goal that we set to hit before the before season two starts. Okay. So if you could share to people in the next couple of weeks, we could hit our uh, goal that we set. Cool. So are we are we announcing that goal out there or are we just gonna is that between you and I? I don't know, we can. I mean I think we talked about it before, but we we just wanted we wanted to get fifteen hundred views or listens before. And actually when you total up YouTube and um and things like that, we probably hit it. But when we had Patreon, yeah. Yeah. On the podcast networks though, we are one hundred and one downloads from that. So that's pretty yeah. cool. Yeah. So I guess I'm gonna have to go listen to it a hundred times yeah. and hopefully one other person jumps <laughs> on it. <laughs> oh. But yeah, do you anything else you wanted to to talk about or mention? No, I'm just excited to be back back in Essence House. I think we have some yeah. like we have some some cool stuff coming up on the show, obviously, and then we'll have some cool announcements coming up. As I mean, we mentioned earlier that we're putting it together into a book, um, so we'll have some announcements and some things to show over the next uh, few months, I think. I'm so excited. I, I know what you're talking about. Yeah. I saw, Oh man. I saw something that I'll have to send you, but keep it cryptic for now. <laughs> okay. All right. I, yeah. I'll show you after the show. <laughs> Stick around. Uh, okay. Now, now you got me excited, but yeah. You guys are gonna love what's going on. Um, I think uh, the novel, the aim is to to kickstart that. Yeah. Um, so if, if you're interested in novels, that's something that uh, we're we're probably gonna hope to kickstart in the new year, uh, in 2021. Yeah. Which, which is such a funny idea, and I've said this to a lot of creatives. How different. Is your gonna is your table going to look from the last time you tabled to the next time you're gonna be able to table? Dude, because I in all honesty, at this point, it looks like there's a good chance that Belial Two, um, uh, Essence House, and possibly even Welcome to the Void could be on the table. Oh, plus my wife's book, Viscarian um, yeah, awesome. Tales, could all be on our uh, on our table. Among with a bunch of other stuff. Yeah, I have. So, uh, yeah, yeah, I'll have um, our book early in the year, and then by spring, I want to uh, spring. So uh, May next May is the fifth anniversary of the Blister novel. So by then, I want to get the the Blister the Blister comic completed comic out. So I'll have those two things. I have some enamel pins in the works. I have some. Um, the blister music CD in the works, um, like just all kinds of, like my table is going to be crazy different next yeah. year. I'm excited for it because actually I was talking to uh, our friend Scott today, and I was I was commenting on how, like I had ideas for what I wanted to do in 2020, but I wasn't ready for those ideas. Like yeah. I, I was not going to have those things ready. I was, I was, there were shows that I was hoping to do that I would not have had nearly, um, I would not have had ready and going into 2021, I, I've actually got such great progress going on with these things that they will actually happen. And 
that's pretty awesome. Like my tables would be vastly different. And then, I mean, on top of all my crazy punk rock stuff, I'll have Katrina's book sitting there with, which just made you a real artist, apparently. Congratulations I, I, on that, by I, I did not take you seriously before that book came out. I was like, uh, Eric's all right, you know. He had me on some projects, so he's cool. And then that came out, and I was like, ew, he's a real artist now. So I said the blister uh, came out on Amazon um, five years ago almost. Katrina has outsold blister almost infinitely on Amazon. In really? One Blister does not sell on Amazon. I've sold it at I've sold it at shows and it's been part of Kickstarters, but Blister does not sell on Amazon. My family doesn't even buy it. My family buys the hell out of her book, but they won't buy mine. <laughs> I haven't heard any numbers on her book. Oh. Just from discussions we've had back and forth. Also me just knowing how much of my family has bought her book. <laughs> really? I, well, I mean I I have a copy myself. <laughs> you don't even have my blister book. <laughs> No, but I won't. I've, I've been wanting it. Better get, gotta get it before next year because next year is a whole new edition. Or wait till oh, next really? year to get the new edition. Well, I mean, well, shouldn't I, have I, really have, I haven't really announced that yet, but. Um, so shut up. So I'll tell you about it afterwards. <laughs> okay, all right. <laughs> um, I think we're just about out, though. We No questions or anything. Thanks for everybody that showed up. Um, I won't run through a roll call because I'll miss people, but um, it was great to see you all. Yeah. Thanks for making me a real artist. So We appreciated it because it adds credibility to this little thing we do. So having a real artist on board now has been a big help to the show. <laughs> cool. Well, thanks, y'all. Take care, guys. Thank you so much. And we've got so much more coming with Essence House, and I know you guys are going to love it. Oh, I, you know what? Back up real quick. I'm sorry. You just oh. gave me great clothes. But um, also, the we haven't really talked about, and we'll real briefly, the so you mentioned that the Patreon is gone. Um, so the effects of that are that everybody gets the episode, whether they've paid the $2 or not, um, first. So there's no... There's no, I don't know, hierarchy is a bad word for it, but there's no, like, some people got it early or any of that, um, which got a little confusing for us, I think, um, as time went on, because we were talking about episodes that weren't out for the public yet. Um, so it gives me and Chuck also the opportunity to do Facebook Lives, um, which should be a lot more effective and get a lot more people watching. And it also meant that we had something coming out every week and a lot of people don't realize that because like episode one comes out on patreon and then it comes out on a week later it comes out for everybody else then a week later episode two comes out for patreon and then episode two and so like every week we had something new coming out it's like oh and then as the as it came out to the public we were then recording an hour-long after show that i was then editing and then putting out on that day it was season one was a lot. And I think that we'll actually, we might do more now. It'll just be a little easier. Um, Especially if we do it like this, we don't really have to worry about the editing or anything. Uh, uh, maybe bleep out all of my terrible swearing because of my incredibly um, in, in drinking way too much. That one beer just really did it. <laughs> Katrina, we're doing the same thing as season one. It's 10 episodes. Yep. So we'll have, the book should have effectively 20 chapters, though we're open to playing around, adding a little bit more or whatever. There will definitely be more added, whether we actually add more chapters or just beef up some of the chapters, we haven't discussed yet. Yeah. So, cool. That was pretty much it. I just want to let people know that the, no, that's, that's, cool. that's the big format change for season two. That'll be, I think, better for everybody. It'll give more yeah. to the public viewers. I think now what it means, and, and we haven't talked about this, so I'm mentioning it like a jerk, but now what it probably means is we can put out an episode one week and then we can do a nice little fun after show a week later and talk about it and not have to worry about a Patreon or anything else and then move on. Yep. So, 
Cool. All right, you want to do your close again? Or <laughs> I can do that. Um, peace, love, and comics or podcasts. And my name is Chuck. I give a fuck. Thank you so much, guys. Uh, we really appreciate you guys coming out. Um, season two is going to blow you guys away. If you haven't finished season one, go do it because you want to be there because that uh, that cliffhanger from season one was rude. And so you're definitely going to want to see what happens when we come back into it again. Thank you so much, everybody. All right, take care. <laughs>